Welcome to today's broadcast of Sun, Salt, and Light. Sun, Salt, and Light, S-O-N, knowing and growing in your daily relationship with Jesus Christ, but also being the salt and the light in your marriage, in your family, at your place of work, at your church, and even in the community you're in. I'm Pastor Michael Petit. This is a radio ministry of our church, Calvary Chapel Divine, here in Divine, Texas. We are so glad that you joined us for today's broadcast. We are a Calvary Chapel, so we simply teach the Bible verse by verse, chapter by chapter. We believe that God uses His Word to transform, restore, and to change lives one verse at a time. If you're visiting our area, you'd like to get information about our church or church service times, maybe even track down some of the other teachings that we have available through podcasts, whether it's through Audible or Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you can do all of that at our church website at calvarydivine.org. That's calvarydivine.org. If you have your Bibles ready, we'll be in the book of Matthew, chapter 6, verses 25 through 34. The title of this sermon is Christ's Cure for Anxiety. Here's the first half of this two-part study. Christ's Cure for Anxiety, verse 25, a cure for an anxious life. Verses 26 through 33, a cure first seeks a heavenly perspective. And verse 34, a cure for today's trouble. You know, if you were to tell me before Christ that Jesus spoke about anxiety, I would have never would have thought that. But it's something that he speaks of when he tells you not to be anxious is because we all struggle with that. I don't care who you are. Something happens in your life or you something happens with your kids or your grandkids and you're immediately you start going down the road of worry what if this happens or what if that happens and one of the things that we see is I love the perspective that Jesus gives us is is he's telling you first off like when it comes to the things of this world we are to have a loose grip of them and when when we when we have an eternal perspective going into it it's going to help us deal with the anxiety Uh, I can tell you from somebody who has served in combat who did not deal with his anxiety that turned into PTSD, that turned into depression, that turned into suicidal thoughts, um, and then went to the VA, went through their little thing that they do, and it wasn't until I gave my life to Christ. It wasn't until then. I was like, I was, you can ask Teresa, I was not doing well physically. I was in a paramobile chair back in 2008, 2009. I wasn't walking. I was, I was in that much pain. Um, and then God, but God, you know. Um, but one of the things that I learned is like uh, the, just the beauty of the relationship with Jesus is, is how we come to him and we, we, we start letting go of the baggage that we're carrying. And I was carrying a lot of baggage. Um, and recently I had a friend of mine, my old boss called me up and he, you know, he needs Christ and we've been praying for him and, uh, and he starts going into, uh, when we watched one of our guys step on a mine and I, man, I didn't want to go back over that. And so I was like, I need to pray because I can't, I'm not dealing with that again. Um, I I need to seek first the kingdom of God. (laughs) right what does the scripture says and so for us one of the things that i've learned is like i've I've learned to lean heavily on christ during those times of struggle 
And that's really what I'm, I'm trying to get here. I'm, like I said, I'm not trying to minimize what you're going through or what stress that you may have or worry that you have. I'm not doing that. All I'm trying to do is say before you go see a doctor, before you go sit down with somebody in counseling, uh, whether it's a Christian counselor or whatever, before you do that, seek first the kingdom of God. Seek his direction. Seek his wisdom. Right? Uh, and, and, and give it over to him. One of the things, I, the reason why I, I wanted to really teach on this is there was a statistic that came out. I don't trust many things that the CDC puts out anymore. But this one was, was well put together. And one of the things that we found out is that we have a, a major amount of teens that are dealing with loneliness, anxiety, and depression. So we have four out of ten teens that are, are struggling with sad, uh, dealing with uh, hopelessness, and persistently feeling sad. 42% of our teens, right? And then one out of five have either considered suicide, and one out of ten has attempted suicide. The, the thing that really struck me in the new study, because they thought those numbers were going to go down because it was COVID numbers. They're coming out of it, and they're finding out that the, the teen girls are struggling worse. Three out of five of the, of, of the girls in middle school or high school are struggling with loneliness, anxiety, suicidal thoughts, and depression. Three out of five. One in ten of those girls have been sexually abused or raped. Now, when I hear that and I start thinking, my Lord, what are we doing? As a, as a church, right? How do we approach this as a church? One of the things I was listening to this past week is a pastor was talking about Psalm 78, verses 5 and 7. And it's talking about Israel. And he says, Established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers to teach to their children. The next generation might know them. The children yet unborn. So we keep aborting children, and we're supposed to be teaching them about God. They're not even getting a chance. And arise, tell them uh, to, the to their children so that they should set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep His commandments. The hope, when somebody's hopeless, when somebody's sad, when somebody's struggling with loneliness, the hope, because let me tell you something, when you're struggling with anxiety and fear and depression, and suicide you start filling that that hole in your heart with a lot of stuff and the only thing that can fill it is jesus that's it that's it and today what we want to do is we want to medicate well i i feel sad here's a pill i feel lonely here's a pill it's like man my eyes itching here's a pill like they give you a pill for everything but what i'm saying is i'm not against medication what i'm saying is seek first the kingdom of god Seek God. Like when you have somebody who's struggling with anxiety, stop at that moment and pray with them. Pray with them. Listen to them. Sit down and hear them. You know, that's half the problem with Christians is we don't want to listen to each other. Like when somebody's trying to, to share something, we have to just, we, we need to be quiet. We need to listen. And, and, and Jesus is... is one of the things he's going to deal with is like he's, he's just got done talking about, you know, mammon, money. You can't serve two, right? 
can't serve God and mammon. And that mammon can be a false, a false god, too. It can be anything. And so one of the things that, that I love is he goes from that into this, and he says, Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life. Verse 25, a, a cure for an anxious life. As we look at that, how many of us were anxious about our lives as teens? Right? All of us were. If you, if you tell me you weren't, please. We all were. Like, what, what am I going to do? Some of us were in situations where we didn't... I, I know people that, that, that I've known, you either you play sports or you do crime or you go to jail. That's, that's the options that you have in the community. There's very few people that make it out of it. And, and the reality of it is, it's like we can all be anxious, but imagine you're a youth growing up in that. Imagine you're a youth growing up in today's times where you have access to so much stuff and you're getting hit left and right. It doesn't matter if you're on TikTok, you're getting hit with social justice, politics, you're getting hit with religion, you're getting hit with everything. And that's done intentionally to make you question everything. And, and so we see that, that Jesus tells us right off the bat, I, therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life. So what are you worried about today? When you walked in those doors, what worry have you brought in here? Right? We, we, we've been there. I've been there. I mean, I got home and, you know, got kids. Anybody's got a bunch of kids, you got stuff to worry about. We got woke up at 545 this morning. Little Abraham was sick. So right off the bat, what, how high is the fever? What's going on? You know, it's all that stuff. It's immediate. Like, so I'm like, okay, let me pray before I fall back asleep. But let me pray. And, um, but we all struggle with, with worry and anxiety. Uh, you know, nowadays when we look at the news, most of the news that's on TV, everything is pushing World War III. Um, they're pushing the... the and, and, I mean, we know that things are moving towards a one-world order and a one-world religion and all that because that's what the end times tells us, right? And, and we know that Russia is going to have to become a force. And we see it happening. But one thing that Russia can't count on is God. Meaning that at some point, if there's a revival that breaks out and a great awakening that wakes up in the United States, then guess what? Just that quick, everything turns around. If we put our hope back in Christ as a nation, right? Those things can happen. But we have to be praying for it. A lot of times when we're struggling with worry, we, 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 we're, we're, we have to understand like, I, I, wanna, I don't want to have things weighing me down. I have enough things to worry about as a pastor. It's, there's like every day, uh, it's like last, the last, Wayne's not been here. <laughs> Man, we had problems every week with sound. <laughs> we were struggling, you know. It's like we were, we were going through it. And it's, it's, so you're coming in thinking, well, is it, are we going to have the mic work this week? What's going to happen? We were trying everything. And those seem like minimal things, but you're like, okay, well, you know, hopefully we get everything going. But what I want to do is like what, what I love here is when we look at this piece of Scripture, it's to remind us that our hope comes from God. In Psalm 139, verse 23, if you came in here with something that you were worried about, I love this verse. It says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. Like, Lord, search me. You know what I'm troubled with today. 
I need to give that over to you. It's weighing me down. It's, it's, it's keeping me from being focused on serving others and, and doing what God has called me to do. And, and to know it's blurring what the will of God is for my life. It's taking that much control of it. You need to ask God that. You know, search me, O God, and know my heart. And Psalm 94, 19 says, When the cares of my heart are many, your consolations your, uh, cheer my soul. When I have many things that are troubling my heart, it's God that consoles me and can actually bring cheer to my soul. In Psalm 119, 89 and 90 says, Forever, O Lord, your, your word is firmly fixed in the heavens. Your faithfulness endures to all gener generations. You have established the earth, and it stands fast. We need to remember that. Because at the end of the day, a lot of times what we think is, Man, what if this happens, or what if that happens? What if this country decides they're going to get into the thing with Ukraine and they're going to start shooting missiles, right? We start thinking all that stuff. It's a very delicate balance of, of mess that's happening right now. And, and so one of the things I have to remember is what Daniel said in Daniel chapter 2, verses 20 and 21. Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever to whom belongs wisdom and might. He changes times and seasons. And this is the key. He removes kings and sets up kings. He can remove a prime minister. He can remove a president and set up a new one. It's him who does it. It's God that's allowed this in the White House right now. And I think it's trying to shake the church up. Wake up. You've been in a slumber from COVID. Wake up. Get back to doing what I called you to do. Sharing the gospel. Making disciples. The nation can turn. But we have to remember that it's God that removes kings and sets up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. He reveals deep and hidden things. He knows what's in the darkness. And the light dwells with them. You know, sometimes what happens is when we're so stressed out and we're struggling with anxiety is we fall into darkness. We start forgetting where the light is. Light is in Christ. That's where your hope lies. That means you get that phone call at 2 in the morning for somebody, you need to get up and you need to go sit with them. And you go, why, do I, why me? Because you reflect Christ in them, meaning that you are the light in that dark time for them. That's what Christianity is. It's, it's messy at times. When we talk about discipleship, it's a messy thing. People don't come in fixed. Like you think they're going to walk through the door just fixed. Oh, I gave my life to Christ, and everything's just, that's not how it is. It's messy. That was the one thing I loved about that movie, is they showed the messiness of faith. Meaning, when that person first comes to faith, and they're all charged up, and then they start getting hit. Well, you're not going to be over here, we're going to put you over here, and, and you start feeling defeated. It's like, who, who did you come to follow? Jesus. You need to put your focus back on that. And that's why sometimes when somebody's in the dark or they're, they're, they're struggling, you may be that light that God wants to use. And you need to be willing to step out in faith and do that. Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. It is not uh, life more than food and the body more than clothing. I love this because he's telling you, because I know a lot of people, they spend a lot of time on their clothing. And I've seen people's Instagrams, they spend a lot of time on food. 
taking pictures and they want to get like man look at this burger and it's like how are you going to eat all that it's like seven you know patties of meat <laughs> it's like but we spend a lot of time on material things and he's telling you 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 don't need to be worried about those things you need to have a very loose grip on them and if you go man i i i, I that's not me i mean we we don't have much anyway but i i I love when he talks about mammon you know you can't serve two gods because some people even if you're poor money can be a a god you can be chasing it and doing whatever you have to do to try to make more of it and you go but i don't have any but you can be that can become a god to you you need to be careful with that stuff and he's telling you like all the those those things i got you i'm going to take care of you and, and, and it's, it's life is more than food and clothing and, and material things. Your greatest need is spiritual. It's spiritual. And that's what Pastor Ron was talking about, Ron Hint. He was like, your, your greatest need is spiritual. That you, you're, you're spiritually fit. It, it, it deals with the, the, the way that we walk with God, our relationship with God. Remember we talked about the intimacy with God, the presence of God in your life. And, and, and it all stems from the word of God. In Matthew chapter 4, 4, it says, But he answered, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. The, the first thing that feeds your spirit is God's word. That's why pastors all the time will, will say, you know, you need to be in God's word. And I know y'all get tired of hearing that. But it's, it's, it's I, you know, I don't know if it was something that was given to us. You got to say this almost every other, pa- every other sermon. But you need to be in God's Word. You need to be in it as a, as a couple. You need to be in it as as individual. You know, it, it's important. And I love it because he's telling you, do not be anxious of, of, of what you'll eat, what you'll drink. Not even your own body. And I love that, that, that word for the do not be anxious is take no thought. He's telling you, don't even take thought of it. Don't be anxious of it. Don't, think, don't even take a thought of it. We can't do anything without Christ. And John 15, 5 says, I am the vine, you are the branches, whoever abides in me and I in him. He, is, it, it, he it is that bears much fruit. From apart from me, you can do nothing. Abiding is, is the intimacy of our relationship with Christ. It's our spiritual nourishment. It's, it's when we come together in fellowship. It's, this is part of our spiritual nourishment is coming together. I love everybody coming in and saying hello and being excited to see each other. We have to, we have to remember that like, there are going to be times when you come in crying and you're there for that person. And I can guarantee you there's probably a reason you weren't going to come that night, that the devil tried to keep you at home. You know, we, we had... Um, we, I mean, I don't think any person that, I'm not trying to say this to scare you from not going to the conference, but I can tell you the people that were going to the conference, they went through a lot of, a lot of bumps and bruises, and it probably came this close to probably going, I, just, I think I'd just stay home, because they were going through it. I mean, life was throwing everything that could be thrown at them, but they pushed through, and I was like, you wait. The ones that went through that, God is going to, man, they're going to be at the feet of Christ and they're going to hear something specifically that they need to hear from the Lord. But sometimes what we'll do is we'll do that. Well, I think I'll stay home. But you don't know, like, there's somebody that God has an appointed time that you're going to speak to and you're going to miss that. 
in Philippians chapter 4 verses 12 and 13 it says and this is the apostle Paul I now uh, I know how to be brought low I know how to uh, to abound in any any and every circumstances I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger uh, and abundance and need I can do all things through him who strengthens me you know when we look at that verse we we see that verse misused quite a bit um, and and so the, re the reminder is is that you a lot of times people don't want to be brought low <laughs> I don't want to do that you know I don't want to be hungry even though you live in America you probably have never been hungry and what I mean by that is like even somebody who's food deficient or don't have they, they have four or five different food bank distributions here in this town so it's they're given free food so it's not there is no no excuse that you don't have in the united states we're very abundant so for us to even think oh hunger yeah you get hungry you get hangry and, and you know by four o'clock man i need to eat it's time to eat it's, it's five o'clock what's going on are we eating today and, and so for us, it's a reminder, it's like you have to, in any and every circumstance, Paul was shipwrecked, Paul was in jail, Paul was bitten by a viper, in any and every circumstance, are you down with that? Because then he'll strengthen you. It's like you following God, you're going to go through trials and tribulations, you're going to go through times of anxiety and pressure. But just like Paul, Paul did what? Paul always focused and pressed on and looked towards the goal. And who did he look towards? It was Jesus Christ. And that should be our same focus. In verse 25, it says, as it talks about eat, drink, and food, and clothing, you know, we, we, see, we, we see a panic when the shelf's empty. Look, at, you know how blessed y'all are? How, how much are eggs a dozen right now? How much, Miss Allen? Five ninety-three for an eighteen count. That's the that's the white eggs, the real cheap ones, right? Yeah. Man, you try to get those those ones that are free range. That's a nine dollars for a dozen, I think. You got free eggs in the back back there that were brought to you by one of the families here in the church. Free eggs. Like you walked in and you're complaining when you go in the grocery store and you go, man, look how how expensive eggs are. And you just walked into church and somebody's providing you a dozen eggs. We're blessed. But see how our focus is? Like how quickly we can, we can walk into HEB during COVID. How many of you are like, why are we out of toilet paper? You got paper towels? You got newspaper? As my grandfather would say, there's a leaf outside. Go do what you got to do. You know, it's like, but we, we're so spoiled. And those things should not have control of us. They should definitely not bring us to a place of anxiety. And, and so in Joshua chapter 1 verse 9 it says have I not commanded you be strong and courageous do not be frightened and do not be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go you have the Holy Spirit that resides in you you have the power of the Holy Spirit that resides in you you need to understand like that that God is with you one of my favorite verses in the Bible is Isaiah 41 10 it says fear not for I am with you be not dismayed for I am your God I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. What a beautiful verse. Like if you're struggling, Isaiah 41.10 should be on your, like on your screensaver, on your phone, on the refrigerator. Because like it, it's, it's his 
righteous right hand that upholds you. God. It, it, it's, it's understanding like when those fear and discouragement and, and our attention gets focused on things that are, are, are we're playing the, the would have, could have, should have game. What if this happens? Or what, what, what if this goes this way? Well, what if I don't have this? And we're doing that with our finances. We're doing that with our jobs. We're doing that with our kids. And it can, it can drive us to a place of anxiety. And do you know at some point when we get to anxiety, can I tell you? And this is from my perspective. So I'm not trying to push that out on anybody else. But this was my perspective. Do you know how selfish it becomes? It's all about you and how things are affecting you. It becomes one-sided, meaning that, that it only, it, it's all what I'm going through. But we don't realize like when we're, when we're stressed out and, and, and dealing with anxiety, it affects the people around you. And, and, and so for me, one of the things I learned is I was putting so much, so much of myself in how is this gonna impact, right? And, and I, I, I just, man, I, I crawled into a little ball. And you can ask any of my kids, they'll tell you. And, and then Christ came into my life. And, it, and all that changed. Well, that concludes today's broadcast of Sun, Salt, and Light Radio. We hope that you enjoyed it. If you'd like to submit a prayer request or get in contact with us to find out service times, you can do all of that at our website, uh, as well as get uh, our podcast at Spotify, Audible, TuneIn Radio, pretty much wherever you can find a podcast. Uh, you, you can just type in Sun, Salt, and Light, and you'll find it. 